Another one. Here we go. So wave your hands. Uh -huh. For Missy Megan New and Timberlake. Another one. We gon' show you how to party right. Uh -huh. So pass the ball. Uh -huh. And get the hype. They were. Right. They were. Uh -huh. We gon' party Episode 67 for April 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that will let you pick up more comics for your tight budget. The discounts start at 38% and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. An example is the Spider-Man Sinister 6 hardcover. The cover price is 25 bucks. Mail order has it for $14.99, which is 40% off the cover. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and tell them the crawl space sent you. All right, gang, let's tackle the recommendations. We're going to go with uh, Kevin this month. What do you like, sir? Uh, I've got no comic recommendations because I haven't read anything but Spider-Man this month yet, and that's not worth recommending. Um, I'm going to recommend a new TV show on NBC called Kings. Uh, it's currently being run, at a, it's pretty much in the death slot, they're going to cancel it, but it's being run at 8 o'clock on Saturday nights, so just DVR it, I know you don't want to watch it right then, but use your DVR, your TiVo, your VHS tape, whatever you have to do. Uh, it's a great show, taking the story of, the biblical story of King David, uh, King Silas, Goliath, and all of that, and putting it in a modern day setting, a country very much like the U.S., but with a functioning monarchy, uh, the king actually has power, unlike the Queen of England. Ian McShane uh, from Deadwood played Al Swearingen, one of the best actors that's ever done TV, is playing the king, King Silas. They've got a great uh, actor I've never seen before playing David, and it's all uh, very much political intrigue in this modern-day kingdom. And uh, figuring out things that might actually happen if there was a king in modern day. Like, this, this week's episode had... Uh, the king did something called Judgment Day, where ten uh, court cases could be appealed. They chose ten cases to appeal in front of the king, and the king used his divine wisdom and justice, because they still believe that God works through the king, uh, to settle these cases. It's, and there's a lot of you know intrigue within the kingdom, uh, the palace. It's, it's an excellent show. It's very, very, very well done. With Battlestar Galactica off the air with uh, Terminator having had its season finale. I think it's the best thing running right now. So, big recommendation behind that. And the other thing I would recommend, I got, uh, for just $80 at Target this week, all four seasons of House on DVD. Oh, wow. Uh, and I I started watching House on TV about halfway through the second season, so I saw uh, the first season and a half for the first time, and it's very good. I was impressed with the quality of the first season. I didn't expect its very first season to be that good, but uh, if you're a House fan and you haven't seen the old stuff, I recommend picking it up. If you haven't seen House, I still recommend picking it up. It's very good viewing. Cool. All right. Uh, Stella, what do you recommend this month? Yes, actually, Stella 616 had to go to the bathroom, oh, yeah. so <laughs> Stella 52 will actually go through the literature request or uh, recommendation. So this month, uh, Stella 52 will actually recommend A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. It follows the young protagonist, Francie Nolan. Um, she grows up in a family that is uh, trying to survive in New York, and 
they're on the poverty line. Her father has alcoholic problems. Okay, I have to stop. Um, <laughs> it's a very tragic story for her father. And really the title comes from this idea that a tree that is able to grow and thrive in odd situations like going up through a cement or maybe a cellar, uh, in this way, Francie is like that in that uh, we follow um, her struggle to thrive and even survive in the life that she's been given. So I do recommend that. It's a, it was a very prov- uh, thought-provoking and heart-wrenching uh, book. And I recently bought a PS3. Some of you peeps know uh, on the video games uh, thread. And I I would uh, really recommend um, Naughty Dog's Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. I very much enjoy it. It's pretty much, I mean, if I had to downplay it, I'd say it was Tomb Raider, but ten times better. And if you're a fan of Naughty Dog, you know, following them through Crash Bandicoot and Jack, then you'd really appreciate it. It's it's an awesome game. So those are my two recommendations. And who turns you on to the great deal at Target? <laughs> Um, Brad, turn me on to the great deal of Target. Thank you so much. She got she got two games and an eighty gig for three ninety nine. So she yep. got two free games, which she doesn't like the two free games, but she's going to sell them. Yes, <laughs> all right, uh, Zach. What do you recommend this month, sir? Uh, my recommendation for the month is uh, the BlackBerry Bold. <laughs> I had an i I had the iPhone before and. Uh, my roommate's calling me a geek, so if you hear him in the background. Um, uh, I had the iPhone before, and uh, I decided to switch to the library because I missed my physical keyboard. And uh, it's by far the best phone I've ever owned. Uh, I loved my iPhone, but I really love my BlackBerry. Uh, in fact, I'm getting a phone call right now. Ironically <laughs> uh, enough. Um, nope. t- ignore, ignore. I, I ignored it. I ignored it. Uh, but uh, I really do. I mean, I was able to surf the crawl space on it very well. It's got a nice. very good browser to it. Uh, it's actually in my bookmarks, Brad. So, don't feel, so I'll, I'll have it constantly on the go. Um, I also want to recommend the uh, the last few episodes of Heroes have been very intense and very very much. This this most recent volume has been probably the best in, since season one. Um, seasons or uh, volumes two and three were just. God, uh, volume two was god awful. Volume three was okay. And uh, you just got a message, sir. <laughs> I just got a voicemail. Uh, um, and volume four, I, I think, has redeemed the show a lot. I don't know about you guys. Also, Except one last. Excuse me. Did you see this week's episode? Uh, the 1961 was a little uh, was 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 Bad. okay. I, I, it was bad. Okay, I'll admit it. it, it it's, it's, it's by far been the weakest of the of, of the uh, of the season so far, in my opinion. I'll agree. Volume four has has improved on the quality, but I still find it very up and down. Yeah, I I, I find you up and down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and my last. I don't know. <laughs> and Go my ahead, last man. and my last recommendation um, is Crawl Space Avengers, the uh, the series. I just relaunched it uh, March second, and uh, the new issue will come out in, or not May, um, April second, not April, not March second. Uh, and um, check it out because the very end of the month we'll have uh, issue two. And uh, I don't think anybody on the podcast has read it yet. So 
It's on it's on my to do list, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it as soon as I can. I promise. Although I I, I, I like the cover art, which was great. The cover, uh, uh, that was uh, our poster by the name of Spider Tour O Two. Mm-hmm. He uh, he came in and he uh, he, he, he said, "Yeah, I'll do." He nailed Kevin and Stella. The the well, I mean the picture representation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean his, I, it's a dead on. <laughs> A recreation of a picture of those two. I think it's it's great. Oh, and you know, ironically enough, I kind of give you a little bit of behind the scenes info. Uh, he had the biggest trouble with Stella because he he couldn't he didn't quite get her. You know, he, he for a while he couldn't get, quite get her right, and then he came up with this, and I was like, wow. I mean, that's it looked that, dead ringer picture. Uh, it was fantastic. Hopefully next month we'll have a uh, Brad because we have everybody but Brad. <laughs> I noticed that you had my desk. <laughs> uh, we had your desk, um, and uh, yeah. and so, Jr. Jr. is pretty good too. Good yeah, Jr. Although we kind of made a joke of it, looks like he's smoking a fatty, <laughs> <laughs> but he's smoking actually a cigar because uh, he kind of because uh, the way I wanted to portray him was this gruff old, uh, not very. Very much similar to what he's doing right now, a gruff old police detective, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that just image came, popped in my head, popped in his head, and it's been it's been a very good collaboration. Fortunately, he's uh, got insane insane schoolwork, so we're gonna bring out uh, Enigma, twenty ninety nine. He's gonna be doing the uh, pencils at least as far as I know. Um, he's should be working on it right now. I, I I haven't heard from him in a couple of days, so I don't know that for sure. So if he's not, then I'm sorry. But uh, definitely check it out because we're we're very excited. Uh, Chrome Saga Chronicles. Everybody, I've had people email me and PM me about it. It is coming. I uh, what happened was is my my laptop, the power supply, where you plug in your where you plug in your cord to power it up, yeah, it broke. So I had to send it off. I had to send it off to Best. I took it back to Best Buy. Sent it off. So it's going to be another couple of weeks. Uh, this this whole launch of Cold Saga Chronicles has been kind of a debacle, and uh, I'm trying to get enough uh, reviews backlogs so that way we're going to pull a Brad and try to have something daily. There is a new post uh, that I posted a couple weeks ago. If you guys want to go read it, it's kind of some random ramblings. Me sitting at work because I sell cell phones. And I talked about Peter Parker and the versus go. the cell phone industry, and so um, check that out. And uh, one last thing: if you haven't read Kevin Cushing's Crawl Space, <laughs> even though it's not going to be on, uh, it's not going to be ongoing. It's still going to be semi-ongoing. Uh, if you haven't read the first five issues, read it, love it, and and uh, it's it definitely inspired me to uh, to write Crawl Space Avengers. So, Kevin. I'm still plugging your stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. I appreciate it. All right, my recommendations: uh, co- two comics, uh, iTunes, and some videos. Uh, Daredevil: Return of the King, issue one sixteen and one seventeen, is amazing. I read those two last night. Uh, Brew Baker is awesome. Uh, his penciler, Mister Aha, uh, is <laughs> what's his name? David Aha. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Love his stuff. Just beautiful looking okay. artwork, and he has a fun name to say. Um, basically, it's the return of the kingpin after uh, he threatened or he attempted to kill Mary Jane uh, uh, by having that big fight in jail, and kingpin went off to God knows where. And this tells you, 116 tells you what happened, where he went, 
And 117 tells you why he's coming back. So just great books. Highly recommend Daredevil. I think Brubaker is following up quite well in Bendis' shoes, but uh, sadly he won't be there very much longer. So pick it up if you can. Uh, my other recommendation is uh, a few things on iTunes. I'm a big Ray Charles fan. I've always been a fan of his, and for uh, the last 20 years I've been collecting his CDs, and about 20 different albums were never released on CD or cassette but they've now have just been released on iTunes. So if you're a fan like I am, feel free to pick those up. I'm slowly buying them one at a time. They're like nine bucks a piece. So filling in my holes of my Ray Charles uh, CD collection. My other recommendation is the Marvel.com 1967 videos of the Spider-Man cartoon. They uh, are every week. They're releasing one episode of the original 1960s show, and I'm putting them up on the crawl space for people to check them out. They're uh, they're fun. They, you got to be in the mind frame of uh, bowl of cereal, Lucky Charms, watching this stuff. But it, it's oh, Lucky LSD. Charms. <laughs> or some LSD, like Kevin says. <laughs> oh, some stuff. lucky charms. It's fun stuff. I don't understand why Betty Brant is a redhead, but I, the other, the rest of it's just fun. And also, while I'm recommending videos. Uh, I've also been putting, we, we tackle 60s Spider-Man, we also tackle 70s Spider-Man on the site. I've slowly been putting all the Spidey Super Stories from the Electric Company PBS series on the crawl space. Piece of and shit. I, I, I just call my site a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling uh, PBS piece of shit. Oh, oh there you go. Anyway, I, I think it's hilarious when Spider-Man gets a word balloon. It sounds like a duck farting. I, I, I think that's classic. Exactly. I just had a word balloon. There you go. So that's my recommendations for the month. <laughs> All right, gang, we're done with that part. Thank you for the fart sound, Zach. <laughs> yeah, next time I go to the bathroom and I happen to have a number two, I'll be like, oh, don't worry. I just had, <laughs> had a duck. I just had a thought balloon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, Brad, you know... People expect the, the the sounds of Zach Joyner. Yeah, exactly. When they listen to the <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That gives the sounds of silence, but yeah, it's... Oh, oh. There you oh. go. Oh. Burn! <laughs> Told you we fight like brothers. Gee. All right. Let's Sorry, tackle, it was too obvious. Let's tackle message board questions, gang. Yay. Wait, first one up, Scarlet Spider 1138 from Calgary, Canada, with the Ben Riley avatar. As a fallen Spider-Man fan who has not looked at a single Marvel comic since the beginning of Secret Invasion, but who wants to come back to the fold, what would you recommend? What's worthwhile in the Spider-Universe? What's the current state of the books? Well, you know the current state of the books. Just listen to our reviews. Uh, what, what book should he p- pick up to get back into Spidey, Kevin? Uh, back issues. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the current state of the Spider-Verse is not good. It's... It's worse than when you left it, honestly. So Ouch. if if you're if you've left Marvel, pick up Daredevil, pick up Captain America. Just Spider-Man's not any better. If you didn't like it before, you're not going to like it now. Don't bother. Pick up something good. Ultimate Spider-Man's not bad. Okay, yeah, there's that, but uh, yep. Lord knows what that's going to go through with the whole True. Ultimate Comics transition. <clears throat> True. Stell, any recommendations how to get back into Spider-Man? Uh, stuff. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, I would go, go to your local comic shop and go into the vintage comics. Um, but if you, I mean, it sounds like he's just out of Marvel. So, I mean, to come back into Marvel, definitely Captain America. And I would add Iron Fist, which are two great books that I enjoy reading. And hopefully Spider-Woman will be fantastic. That's coming out 
yeah, this month, good. isn't it? So he's not he's not in it much, but the I think New Avengers has been strong. I think the latest fifty one issue wasn't bad. Zach, I think except you liked the, that one. I like that one except for the, the Pichalo art that made me want to shoot yeah, back. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, it's like. <laughs> like, okay, let's bring in let's bring in the one guy that nobody can understand. He has no <laughs> structure to his art, so we're gonna make that the mystical part, which we're gonna make an already boring part seem more like crap. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Spider Boy from Scotland, yeah. he says, "Hey gang, I got a mouthful for you, Brad. After a long time of corrupted iTunes, I finally caught up." On the last 30 or so episodes over March, as for my question, I got three and a special request. Have any of you guys ever had a Spider-Man related dream? Stella had one. He didn't have a shirt on. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stella it was did. Me, Brad. No, oh, good. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what Zach would term a wet dream if he really had that. Oh, oh, oh wow. The ball oh, wow. has been officially served. Back to the <laughs> I, was, I remember when I was younger, I really dreamed. I mean, I would just love to be able to swing around and crawl walls, so I think that really penetrated my dreams a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, any Spidey dreams? No, I've uh, never had a Spider-Man-related dream, honestly, and uh, Brad's going to groan. The only comic book-related dream I've ever had, I actually did have one where I was oh, caught. Oh. <laughs> I knew where it was going. <laughs> All right, Spidey dude, have you had a Spidey dream? When I was a kid, I wanted to be the Scarlet Spider. There you go. Yeah. I, I haven't had a Spider-Man one, but I've had a few with Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. Have any of you t- ever tried to draw Spidey? I ask this because I'm an aspiring artist and one day hope to draw for Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, uh, have you tried to draw Spidey? No, I uh, I learned very early on that I am a writer. <laughs> uh, I do not need to be drawn. <laughs> I I can doodle. I can do the eyes. I can do the circular head, but I can't get the webs. Hell, I I can't draw the webs. I don't know how the artists do that every month. Symmetry, man. Symmetry. <laughs> uh, next one's for Spider Girl. What type of literature would you recommend for someone at the age of thirteen? Uh, when I was that age, I read a book called Hiroshima by uh, John Hershey and or Hersey, sorry. And pretty much it chronicles the time after the atomic bombs in World War II, but it's giving a different perspective. You're actually following protagonists that um, were victims of that, and so it just gives you an idea. Instead of having these people as statistics, how many we killed in that. Uh, we actually see the emotional impact from their point of view. So at that age, I read that. I would recommend that. And if you're a history buff, it's always good to read things like that. And this next part ought to be fun. Spider-Boy says, I love it when you all do impressions, so I'm going to try to write in each month with impressions for you. So he wants to hear Spidey Dude doing Aunt May. (laughs) (laughs) No, an impression of you doing Aunt May, not you doing it. Go ahead. Well, Peter, I need you need to come meet. Quit making me laugh. You're screwing me up. Could we screw you up anymore? Peter, you need to meet my new hot lover, Jonah Jameson Sr. Wow. Junior. That's okay. enough of them. He wants to hear Kevin doing the new female Craven. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, no. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> you gotta act like a spoiled, you gotta yeah, act like a spoiled Pretend child. you're tying up vermin. <laughs> <laughs> and not for S&M purposes, please. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, Stella, he wants you to do Mary Jane. How about, how about the face it jackpot line? Can you do that? Okay, yeah, I'll try really hard. Okay. <laughs> and we want Spider Girl 616 on this one, please. Yeah, no bloody Brit- British. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Face it, bloody jackpot, you. Congrats to Spider Boy, that's a good question. I like this one. Oh, good, dear. Good Okay. Okay, everybody quiet. Here's Stella's Mary Jane. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah. My voice is kind of low, so I gotta pick it up. Okay. Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. See, there? That's pretty good. Wow. Uh, JR, they want JR to do Jameson, but JR's not with us, but I think he's done Jameson before, so. I'll do Jameson. Alright, hit Jameson for me. Bucker, get in here! (laughs) (laughs) Where's my pictures? God! Okay, and he wants, he wants me to do an impression of Kevin. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Even I want to hear that. I was doing an impression of you not doing Miss Craven. Uh, <laughs> I would give this one an F because the Green Lantern wasn't in it. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Spidey. Thank you, Spider Boy. That was a good, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, Spidey Site UK or Spidey Site UK. 52. Uh, let's see. With the recent revelation of New Avengers 51 regarding Spider-Man identity, what are your thoughts and opinions on this matter? Kevin, we haven't heard about what you think of Spider-Man revealing his ID to the Avengers. I think we've heard Zach and me. I didn't read it, but um, uh, just as a matter of storylines, I guess this is what we wanted out of Brand New Day. We can, <clears throat> we can do all those stories that we've already told yet again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly glad they did it because the whole idea of him being in the new Avengers, especially after Secret Invasion, with nobody knowing who he was, was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I heard Bendis actually had to fight for it, so cheers to Bendis on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> they shouldn't have had to do it. Stella, did you read the book by chance? I, I didn't. <clears throat> um, but I don't think that any unmasking will ever rival what happened in Civil War. I just thought that was the best unmasking that has ever happened. And so I think in repeating it, I don't know what they're trying to gain now. It's very odd, but, I mean, that's my opinion on the issue. Uh, He's got questions aimed at all of us. The first one's at me. He says, are you looking forward to Ultimate Alliance 2, and whose side will you choose to be on, Caps or Iron Man's? I'll be on Stella's side. (laughs) Yes, which will be America. what, yeah, that's what I'll be on. I'll be Captain America. Yes. And she can play as Iron Fist. I, I've yes. already told that I can't play Iron Fist if we're doing online. <laughs> uh, Kevin, are you looking forward to Blackest Night? God bless it. Not again. Right, what do you want from this event? He wants some, he wants a flashlight for the Blackest Night is what he wants. <laughs> um, of course, I'm looking forward to Blackest Night. And the only thing I, I really want from it is... I do hope that it doesn't devolve into just cosmic zombies. I have a small worry that it's going to be that, but Jeff Johns is great, so I assume it's going to be great. And There are going to be too many books. It's like seven books in July, but I'm buying them all, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And he says, Stella, congrats on being a new moderator. You're an administrator, not a moderator, and he wants to know what's your favorite type of Spider-Man comic, Amazing Web or Spectacular? 
uh, I would go with Amazing. It's just, I mean, I think that's really the one I knew and will always keep with. But yeah. I certainly uh, would not say that Web and Spectacular didn't live up to their titles. So, right. Zach, when are you going to get revenge on the rest of the guys busting your balls each and every month? I am slowly biding my time. <laughs> oh. Was that vermin? What was that? <laughs> That was that was my dark, mysterious voice. Put your mouth to the microphone. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? There you are. There you are. <laughs> All right. When are you gonna When are you gonna get revenge? I'm slowly biding my time. <laughs> I heard that. Good one. Move, That's moving all we're on. getting. Brad, move, move on. on. Moving on. Moving on. Steve J. Rogers, A.K.A. Mr. Stella. That's uh, awesome. so, uh Got a question for Jr. He's not here for me. Why did you never take a liking to DC? Good God. I know you're an official Marvel zombie, but are there other companies that you have read frequently like Image, Top Cow, or Dark Horse? Um, <clears throat> why don't I like DC? I don't mind DC. I just never got into it. It's, I, I did get into DC a bit uh, in 89 when the first Batman movie came out. I picked up all three Batman books, and I just didn't care for the character that much. I think I like the DC people on screen more than I do in print form. I just never... Uh, really got into it. So I don't know why. I, I have read uh, Dark Horse. I read some Star Wars comics. Uh, Image. I followed all the Image guys over in 92 when they started their own books, and they didn't keep me around. I couldn't... I thought Wildcats was unreadable. <laughs> I thought Spawn never had a really good payoff, even though it had good artwork for the first 20 issues with McFarland. So. But I, I always come back to my favorites, Mar- uh, Spider-Man and Hulk. And Wolverine, etc. The Marvel Universe. So for Kevin, uh, good lord, Kyle Rayner has often <laughs> drawn comparisons to Peter Parker. See, so it's the, a Spider-Man question. Don't it, read it with that snark. So the question is, what would Spider-Man make a good Green Lantern? <laughs> um, I don't know, because <laughs> the whole thing about being Green Lantern is willpower and... Spider-Man's a great hero. I don't know if we can say he has the most tremendous willpower in the world. He kind of tends to give in to his emotions sometimes. Um, I, I don't think he would be the first candidate to be a Green Lantern, no. Uh, Spidey Dude, what drew you to the Clone Saga? I assume, other than the first major story arc that you read, and good luck with Crawl Space Avengers. Oh, thank you. Um, what drew me to the Clone Saga was the intrigue. Uh, you never knew what was going to happen next. And I think that's what they're trying to accomplish with this uh, whole... Uh, uh, that was really what I liked about JMS. You really didn't know what, ha- what was going to happen next. Uh, you know, you have Gwen Stacy being... Uh, uh, hooking up with Norman Osborn. I mean, where do you go from there? I mean, there's a lot of intrigue with the Clone Saga, and that's something that I'm going to really hammer home, is that you really didn't know. I mean, I, I talk about WTF moments, but... Uh, WTF moments uh, was none was bigger than the whole uh, Peter Parker is not not really Peter Parker. So yeah, for Spider Girl, do any classic lit characters come readily to mind when reading any Marvel or DC characters? Yes, uh, and he also asked about uh, Spider Man. Whenever I think of Spider Man, I sometimes think of Atticus Finch from *Kill hmm. uh, Mockingbird*. Mockingbird. Yes, yeah. and I've often I've told it to a couple people, couple people, but I, 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 oh my gosh, I also see a correlation between Sharon Carter and Dido, uh, Queen Dido from Virgil's *Aeneid*. I think book four, but I won't go into that. So nice. Uh, B Dog from Canada says, "Hey guys and gal." Is anyone reading War of King 
Wings or any of the tie-ins? I am. I think it's pretty good. I've, I've loved the Inhumans for a while, and I think it's cool that they're off fighting uh, the uh, what? Are, what's the X-Men? The uh, I'm drawing the, the uh, Star Jammers. Yeah, the Star. But what's uh, Lalandra's group? Where are those? Oh, uh, the Shi'ar Empire. Shi'ar. Oh, Shi'ar. Our Shi'ar. Scurvy. Scurvy. Anyway, it's not a bad book. I recommend it. It's got some great artwork. Anybody else reading that one? Uh, I read the first book uh, with the, where he become, where uh, the Inhumans become the uh, rulers of the Kree, yeah. which was kind of a really cool moment if you've ever followed the Kree for any any period of time. So I liked it. Yeah. I haven't picked up anything else, but uh, I'll, I'll probably look into it in back issues. Okay, uh, number two to everyone. Did anyone pick up the Destroyer by Robert Kirkman? Also, is anyone reading Invincible? They just did issue sixty and had almost all of the Image Universe in it. No nope. and no. Nope. nope. Okay. Spidey Dude, what can we expect from CSA in the following months? Um, well, more Kevin Cushing, more Stella, Bo- uh, Stella Parker, uh, more... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a real name, Stella. Stella uh, get married in the space of this long show? What happened? <laughs> no, uh, see, uh, we're, we're just expect more from, from the... Uh, we're, you also might be seeing a certain coffee house from a certain 90s book. Ah, the coffee uh, bean. Uh, not 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 quite. Okay. Think, so, think more Ben Riley era. Daily Grind. Daily Grind. There you go. Right, right, right. Uh, we've seen the Daily Grind. Uh, we'll be seeing some uh, some some of my old creative characters such as Mark Stone. Uh, Michael Bailey's going to be making an appearance in number two. Nice. Uh, we're going to see more uh, political intrigue. We're going to we're going to actually get a good mayor mayor election, and uh, see uh, how that really affects the uh, overall CSA universe. And we're just going to we're just going to hit hit head first. Uh, we also might be seeing a certain uh, certain uh, wall crawling. Uh, Oscorp executive, so uh, you know we'll uh, we got a lot going on these next few months, and, and I, I encourage everybody to, to just to come along for the ride because I'm very very excited. I haven't been this excited about CSA in a long time. Stella and Kevin, after Macbeth, I just started reading Lord of the Flies. Have you read this book? And what are your thoughts, Stella? Okay, I, I figured you might give this to me. It was a good book. It's obviously about uh, the fall of society and really us resorting back to our savage um, ways. And, um, you know, if you ever watch the movie, Piggy is hilarious. But I also really liked the character of Simon and his uh, relation or almost his portrayal, I guess, as Jesus Christ, if you ever read into it that far. Right. But, I mean, it's a good book, and it, it keeps one occupied. And I think it's one of the easier ones to read when you're in high school. You also asked it to. Uh, ahead, oh, sorry. I found it to be boring and bland, and I felt wow. like it was one of those that just. It was an older book that had allegory in it, so people decided it was a classic. But I didn't think it was actually a very good book. The allegory hey. wasn't very good. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> it was one of the worst books I've ever read. Wow. I hate it. It was worse than Ditko's rant. Uh, it was about as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also asked about uh, what we think of uh, Wolverine Origins, the Deadpool action figure, or what they've well, done to him in the movie. Evidently, they aren't putting a red mask on Deadpool, and they're sewing up his mouth. According so it looks to like the- he's also got big old claws, and I saw in the latest trailer he has Cyclops' eye beams coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Or is, what I you- thought that was Cyclops himself. No, that's no Cy- that was Deadpool. Oh, well, Cyclops is in the movie, but... Yeah, he is, but I think that's why they were looking for Cyclops in that trailer. It looks like they're doing a mishmash of powers. Well, it looks like Weapon X creates Deadpool as a mishmash of powers. He's got Wolverine's claws, he's got Cyclops' eye beams, Lord knows what else he's got. 
God, I hope not, because Ryan Reynolds was inspired casting because he's the biggest smartass I can think of yeah. that like Deadpool. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I, I hope yeah, I saw this, this guy. In, yeah, I, I saw this guy in a trailer, and I didn't even realize it was supposed to be Deadpool until yeah. this uh, figure came out on the internet. Right. Yeah, I, I I hope if they do a Deadpool, so I'm not. I'm not I mean, I'm not going to judge it till I see it. But I hope if they do do a sequel or a spinoff of Deadpool, that they, they you got to get the classic mask. That's like. Screwed up Spider-Man's costume. He he he's a smartass with the Spider-Man look to him. So, uh, Jack <laughs> Jack O'Lantern, <laughs> Spider Girl is BD sexy. And Jack O'Lantern, you're getting five bucks for asking the question. That's hilarious. Oh, gosh. Um, well, he's married, so I I think it'd be wrong to that, comment. On that'd second. be a no. Uh, uh, <laughs> married guys are never sexy. Uh, that's true. We can't uh, get it back once we lost it. Six six uh, six and a half from California. Uh, my question: Let's see. On the internet, whenever people bring up the Spider-Man movies, inevitably posters jump on the opportunity to bash Spider-Man Three. It's so bad that even the articles on IGN Comics do it. I feel that it's almost a fad to insult the movie. Why do they do that? Probably because the first two were so great and it failed well, just a little bit. Um, really, Spider-Man Two, you can't really get. Uh, much better than that one. If they had kept the same type of quality on Spider-Man 2, uh, it seemed like in Spider-Man 3 they threw everything but the kitchen sink. So that's I think that's part of the issue with it. They didn't give enough uh, time for Venom. They should have really used him for a different movie. They didn't really de- they underdeveloped uh, Sandman. They also underdeveloped under, uh, and they but all I really the best thing about it was finishing Harry's story. Yep. Uh, Donna Mark from Arkham Asylum. For me, he says, "What's your opinion of Todd McFarlane drawing the Hulk?" I'm asking after Ma- Michael Bailey said that he didn't care for it, and after seeing that gigantic uh, brow he gave the Hulk, I sort of agree. I'm going to disagree with my friend Michael. I love the Hulk, uh, drawn by Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane was one of the first artists that really just, I, I was amazed at his artwork. I just was a fan instantly. And so much into, so back in 91 or 92, I went back and tried to get all the back issues of Todd McFarlane that he's ever penciled. But he, I've kind of lost favor with him. I still like his Spider-Man stuff, etc., and the Hulk. But I just don't really care about action figure corporate Todd McFarlane anymore. Granted, I asshole. <laughs> What'd you call me? No, uh, no, I called him. I'm calling Todd McFarlane an asshole. Yeah. I just I, I've lost a lot of the fandom that I had for Todd McFarlane. But I, I probably would be one of the first people to pick up uh, a Spawn Spider-Man team up. I probably would pick that up. I imagine a lot of people would too. And I, I geeked out. When I saw McFarlane coming back and drawing Spider-Man for that 100 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man for the charity. You geek. I know it. Uh, the other question is, uh, who do you think is the better friend of Spider-Man, Johnny Storm or Daredevil? Uh, Kev, who's the better friend? Uh, uh, well, Daredevil doesn't know who he is anymore. Uh, then I get into Johnny Storm, so they're both bastards. I, I guess nobody's a friend anymore. I I like Daredevil better personally, so I'm inclined to say Daredevil just because I prefer the character. But uh, you know, I guess it's it's really a personal preference thing. Yeah, I think Johnny Storm is because of that uh, Spider-Man Human Torch mini, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinions on Paul Jenkins' run on Peter Parker and Spectacular? Stella, have you read those two? What'd you think? No, you haven't read them. Uh, I didn't like him. You didn't? How come? No, I think I think Paul Jenkins is well suited to writing things like dark monster stories 
And it seemed like that's what he was trying to do with half of the Spider-Man stories I read of his, and none of it came off well. I didn't think he was a good fit for Spider-Man, and I didn't really like anything I read from him, except uh, Return of the Green Goblin was good, but he only wrote one issue of that, so... I thought he was hot and cold. Uh, you could see he was losing the passion and interest for the character towards the end of his run where he had Captain America team up and give the Spider-Man uh, organic shooters. Oh, that was a bad issue. That was a bad, bad, bad stuff. Uh, my, but I gotta give, uh, gotta give the guy credit. He, he wrote probably my single, and very personal, uh, personally, it's probably one of my favorite issues in, uh, uh, in the Spectacular Spider-Man number 14. Very dear, near and dear to my heart, and, uh, I gotta give the guy credit. He, I wrote him a big, long letter on the SMB, and he, um, immediately replied, and it was very good to hear from the guy. Very, very classy guy. Uh, I liked his, especially his Peter Parker. Peter Parker, to me, was a lot better run than the Spectacular run. Well, and his run was also tainted because a lot of it was drawn by either Humberto Ramos or somebody pretending to be Humberto Ramos. So none of it looked uh, good. Yeah, well, his issues in Peter Parker with uh, Bucky Buckingham Mike, uh, was just fantastic. I love those books. Uh, I still love the book. Uh, Greg XB from Los Angeles, our good buddy Greg, has a question for Stella. He says, let's bring some culture to the podcast like we haven't already. Who is your favorite character from Shakespeare? I would say it's Mercutio from uh, Romeo and Juliet. He's just such a boisterous character and loves to hear himself talk, and he's so dramatic. Okay. Kind of like me. There you go. <laughs> uh, burn. And we both know what happened to Mercutio, so you better watch it. Right. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crazy Chris from Beyond Pity, but within Mercy. God bless. That's nice. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Uh, Brad, what cool stories can you imagine in an alter reality where the Green Goblin hasn't hadn't died and was present through the '80s and '90s era of Spider-Man? Uh, I don't know, Chris, man. Uh, you could you could easily plug Norman Osborn into the Hobgoblin role, but I don't think it would be as entertaining. Yeah. But, uh, I guess that's my answer. Uh, Step Rider Girl, what dead Marvel characters would you make cool black... Oh, damn it. Black lanterns. <laughs> um, to be honest, I really don't know who's dead dead now Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy yeah or and didn't Ms. Marvel just die so she's already I, back in a teaser for July oh see no one stays dead in Marvel comics okay. I wonder why I didn't get JR's question who's your favorite Bronte sister and why what's it's, with that well he, well, um, if you read he, the top of it he says he's trying to ask his questions that would normally be asked to somebody else that's why you got a green lantern uh, got it I get it. I, I, I'm trying to read these fast. I, did, I skipped that part. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, uh, I'll go with uh, Uncle Ben because that'd be that'd be flipping fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Wow. To Kevin in a Clone Saga-based Spider-Man movie, do you think Tobey Maguire would pull off playing Ben and Kane? Um, I don't know if I would put Kane in the movie. Uh, probably, but I don't really see Tobey Maguire putting it all. I was pulling it all off, but I've always said you could cast Jake Gyllenhaal as the clone and nobody would know the difference. True. Oh. And this At the very was... least, you could cast Jake Gyllenhaal as Kane because he's wearing a mask, he's got scars, and he's supposed to be bigger anyway. Wow. Indeed. Spidey Dude, this one sounds like a question for me, but I'll read it to you. If you were the Beyonder and you had to select combatants for a new Secret Wars, which Muppet Babies would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> well, um... 
Let's see. I would choose nice. Kermit. And uh, <laughs> I love that you're really pondering this too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the button on the babies for God's sake. I don't know. Animal, um, animal, animal would tear people up. Oh, a- animal would be like animal would be like the he would be the Hulk. I mean, you would you make him green, and he'd be like, oh, animal. Um, <laughs> okay, moving uh, on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Shadow116 from Milton, Florida. Uh, let's see. He asks if anyone is fans of J.R.R. Tolkien and if we're excited about the new Hobbit movie coming out in 2011. I am. I'll go see it. Looks good. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, Spidey, I mean, Brad, this is me. <laughs> Brad is me. I'm having multiple. What Spidey story arc would you like to see a Marvel animated movie? I gotta go with Secret Wars. We've been talking about the whole show. I know they did it back in the animated Spider-Man show, but, uh, from the 90s. I don't think they did it that well. I think it would make a great kick-ass direct-to-DVD movie. Uh, also, what lesser-known Marvel hero do you think deserves a live-action movie or TV series? I'll make Stella happy. I think Iron Fist would work. Yeah. <laughs> Stella, congratulations on your new administrator status. What's your favorite Shakespeare play and why? I would say it's uh, Julius Caesar, just because I'm a big Latin buff, so that uh, obviously resonates with me. Uh, who's your favorite literary, literary villain? Lady uh, uh, Macbeth. Wow, nice. Uh, uh, that one's for JR. Zach, what do you think of the upcoming game Batman Arkham Asylum and the news Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and Arlene Sorkin are all returning to their respective roles? I about shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was very excited, and I'm very – that's going to be – that may be a, ga- a day one purchase. Um, not quite sure yet because I got two games – two other games I'm going to buy, so. Yeah. I, I, I tend to wait until they get down to about 20 bucks, 20, 30 bucks. I, I, it's hard to pay 60 bucks for a game. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Although for Ultimate Alliance 2, I think it's a first day for me. Yeah. Uh, Zach, which uh, Spider-Man villain do you think needs a, need a costume or backstory update the most? Well, the Hypno Hustler, man. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> make him like, make him like Snoop Dogg, you know? Like, yeah, make him, make him, make him some like crazy DJ that, yeah. you know, you could do that. Uh, let's see. For Kevin, what Marvel characters would you like to see Jeff Johns write? Uh, all of them. Uh, chiefly, <laughs> probably Daredevil. I love Daredevil, and he has, he's been fortunate enough to draw a lot of really big names. I'd like to see Jeff Johns put his entry into there, even though he's not famous for noir, he can pretty much do anything. And are you excited for the final Dean Koontz Frankenstein novel coming out this year? Uh, if it actually comes out this year. It's been on the schedule since, like, 2004. But um, I haven't read the second one yet, to be perfectly honest. I love the first one. I haven't gotten around to the second one, even though I own it. So when the third one finally comes out, I'll probably read them all straight through and just pass out from giddiness. What, what's the deal with those? I haven't heard any. Is he just – what's the gist of that book? Um, the idea is that the original Mary Shelley Frankenstein book was based on reality. Okay. Um, she kind of knew the story but fudged a little bit. And these oh. books are set in modern-day New Orleans. And the monster is still alive uh, 200 years later. He's called Decalion, and he's been spending time in a Buddhist monastery. And Dr. Frankenstein is calling himself Dr. Helios. He's, he's used his own technology to augment himself so he can still be alive, and he's still making his little creations. And basically, it's such a great character study on Dr. Frankenstein. His god complex Mm. has grown so large in these 200 years that he thinks his creations are better than gods, and he's working to replace them. Nice. That sounds really cool. It's Uh, really good. 
Lastly, what's your opinion on the decline of originality and loss of creativity throughout film, television, and comic books? And how should what's TPTP stand for? The powers that be. Oh, gotcha. Fix it. I think the powers that be are the problem. Um, the what you perceive as the lack of originality, I think, is uh, editorial and studio handcuffs. And these, a lot of movie studios and such are just looking in other franchises and other places to find their material, and they're not supporting the new original material that comes from actual creative people. So they need to take a step back. I also don't think that the decline of originality is necessarily this big sweeping thing. There's a lot of originality going on. It's just a matter of where you look. There's a lot of great comics. Spider-Man isn't one of them. But you look around Marvel or DC, you can see Daredevil, Captain America, Green Lantern. Uh, you get a lot of great creativity there. There's a lot of good stuff on television. Most of it gets canceled too fast, but things yeah. like Battlestar Galactica, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Kings, uh, these are some really great new creative shows. Uh, most of them won't last. Um, some of them are already canceled. Um, and movies, there's still some good stuff coming out, but I think if you want your truly original stuff, you have to become a connoisseur of indie movies. That's just kind of where we are right now. Okay. Uh, DXD, I'm, I was curious to hear our opinions on Morlin being used in the current issues of Black Panther. Kevin, I know you just talked, but you're a big Straczynski fan. Are you picking up the Black Panther because of Morlin? I almost did, but I just yeah. couldn't bring myself to. It's still Reginald Hudlin writing the Black Panther, so, I mean, he was part of the other, which had Morlin, and he didn't do a good job then, so I don't have any reason to believe he would do a good job now. Yeah. Um um, it's kind of my whole trying to cut down my gigantic pull list. I realized I don't need to buy a comic I'm not going to enjoy yeah. just to follow a character. Anybody picking up that book besides myself? No. No. Zach? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he also asks, what, what's up with the Sinister 666 storyline upcoming? We don't know, it's, sir. It's Satan and his minions. Well, I'm betting they titled it that to make us think we were going to get some answers and tie into the whole Mephisto thing, but the fact that it said, next up, Sinister 666, at the end of the She-Craven story of the extra means it's probably going to suck. <laughs> uh, Viper from Johannesburg, South Africa, aims a question my way. It says, do any of your colleagues know of the Crawl Space Forum and podcasts, and do they visit the forum and listen to your podcasts? Uh, yes, my coworkers know about it, and I tend to show them the uh, spider captions more than anything from the site, because how can you go wrong with the uh, giant bowl of Spider-Man head in a mall somewhere? <laughs> Whatever the latest <laughs> caption was, that that tends to get a good laugh from everyone at work. And yeah, they know about the podcast. Uh, I got a lot of friends on Facebook; they're my coworkers, and I post updates, etc. So I don't hide in the spider closet. Uh, well, wait, that just sounded bad. Uh, what, <laughs> what emotions, this is for me, what emotions do you feel when you have to read a Green Lantern question during a podcast? It fills me with bunny rabbits and flowers. That's what it does. <laughs> anyway, if you answer anger, you could be a potential Red Lantern, so beware, Kevin. Oh, I'm going to be a Red Lantern. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> since you're a big Jeff Johns fan, are you going to be picking up the Flash Rebirth, be it in trades or monthlies? Hell yeah, it's uh, it's Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, the same team nice. that did Manton Rebirth, so it's going to be awesome. I read issue one, I got that in my mail order comics box, and I've seen a lot of people knocking it online. I'm not sure why. Uh, the only problem I had with it was that 
uh, DC scheduled it badly. All of a sudden, uh, Bart Allen is back from the dead, even though he hasn't actually come back from the dead yet. So we're left wondering about that. But all oh, in well, all, he, he all in all was back. an extraordinary issue. I thought there was some really great stuff going on there. I've never been a Barry Allen fan, but he's making me very interested. Cool. And he did come back from the dead before. It just was in the uh, Legion of Three Worlds, number three, but it's been so pushed back far back that it's been kind of ridiculous. I wonder if I've not read that issue or if I forgot, because I, fi- I knew that's where it was going to happen. I just didn't think it had happened yet. Viper yeah, aims one at Stella, and he says, The panel last month referred to you as the smart one of the group. So on that note, what are your thoughts on the economic ramifications of the American political withdrawal from Southeast Asia? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Ooh, red lanterns. Actually, no. <laughs> lanterns? Yeah. yeah no. I'm actually not sure what he's talking about because we're still involved right now with Southeast Asia. I don't know if he's referring to potentially the JFK, Nixon, Johnson era of Vietnam, in which case I would have a few things to say about that, but it's not economic-wise. And, um, you know, it's related to Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. If the U.S. withdraws from really any area, since we are potentially the the greatest power in the world, I mean, yeah, um, it's going to create a vacuum. I don't know if you guys will remember this in one of those episodes, but it will create a vacuum. And as Captain Stacy said, nature does not like a vacuum. And Asia, most likely China, would be the one to fill that vacuum. So I think that's really all. And I mean, yeah. That was a great political analysis. I'm going to clap. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. Because because that's actually something similar to what I would have said. Because I oh, am well, a whatever, fan. whatever. No, 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 no. Hey, I am a political <laughs> <I am a laughs> Come fan. on, brother. I am a, okay, you would have worked Kane or Ben Riley in that answer. <laughs> no, I, I am a political science major. Thank okay. you very much. I'm sorry. Moving so, on. All right, all right. Next question. He says for Zach. Maybe next month he'll have a question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, our buddy Clark, who has a Nightcrawler avatar from St. George, Utah. Uh, this is my first post in the crawl space. I want to start by telling you that you put out a great show every month. I appreciate it. And he was hoping to come up with a question for each of you, but he couldn't. So let's pretend that he came up with a Green Lantern question for Brad. That made Brad mad and a random green <laughs> question for JR. And a clone saga question for Zach and a literature question for Stella. He he does listen to this show, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> big question that he has for the panel is not really Spider-Man related as much as it is Marvel movies. What do you think the next step is for the movies after Marvel does the Avengers movie? I know we'll have sequels, but do you think that's it, or do they? You oh, think oh. they'll start doing Marvel team-up movies? What what's it's after be... Avengers three? Uh, new Avengers one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice, you couldn't get better than that. I like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're gonna do what DC does and re, re, uh, imagine stuff. And we're, we're talking like 2015. We're that far away and Spider-Man 1 came out in 2002, so it's not unheard of for them to reinvent stuff. Well, by that point, uh, the rights to Spider-Man and the X-Men will more than likely revert back to Marvel because you, you have to remember that when they signed those contracts, they only signed for an X number of years. Hence why uh, Hulk was a classic example. That's why it was distributed by Universal in the States but by Paramount overseas. Yeah. Spidey Sight UK. Man, third question this time, Spidey Sight. What do you think of the Brain Trust compared to other teams of Spidey in the past? That's I don't a think- question. I don't think it's the worst. I don't think it's the best. I think we're right down the middle. Pretty much. The worst. 
I, you haven't been reading that long, Kevin. We've had a lot worse. No, I think it's the worst long run. Oh, okay. I mean, there have been worse people that have written an issue or two, but when we're getting up to, you know, around 48 issues or so, nobody else has written that many issues that have been that bland slash mediocre slash crap. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hertz asks a question about Joe Kusada's ego. Uh, eh, I don't want to get personal on that one. Secondly, of the brand new day universe that's come out, how much do you think has been writer driven? How much has been editorial? Kevin, you kind of hit that one up. You think it's editorially mandated, a lot of it. Um, or exactly, I'm sorry. Not so much. I think it's, um, the editorial mandate is against progression. I think the rest of it is pretty much defined by the writers, but the writers don't have a whole lot they can do. So it's not so much that the stories we're seeing are editorial, editorially mandated, it's that the lack of good stories is editorially mandated. Right. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that because I think, I think you, you're stifling creativity when you do that kind of crap. So. Right. Uh, and our last question is from Iron Spider-Man 1983, and he gives a compliment to me for picking out Spider-Man's songs for the beginning of the podcast, and he recommends uh, one by Timbaland and Missy Elliott <laughs> called Here We Come. The song uses the 1960s Spider-Man theme and Reed does it as a hip-hop beatbox song. So, all right, Iron Spider-Man for this episode. We'll probably have two or three this month. I'll put that song at the beginning just for you, sir. And uh, spoiler time, it seems that uh, Newsarama <laughs> leaked that J. J. Have you guys heard about what happened to Jameson? I don't want to ruin it for you if you haven't. Uh, yeah, I saw the Newsarama article. Everybody's been spoiled. Stella, you've been spoiled too? Just now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Well, but, I was reading it. I thought I was under the impression it was going to be Mr. Negative, but apparently I was incorrect. Thanks. Yeah. It, it seems it, Iron Spider-Man uh, ruined it for Stella. But anyway, uh, J. Jonah Jameson is the mayor of New York City. What does the Crawl Space crew think about this major development? What does it mean to the Marvel Universe? I think it gives Jonah, J- Jameson something to do, which is cool. Gang? I think it's still yeah. going to be the same caricature that we've seen already, and I don't think they're going to write him any better than they have. Well, if they don't have a confrontation with Norman Osborn, I'm going to scream. Yeah, <laughs> I am going to scream. I'm going to I'm going to put my head out the window, or I'm going to drive a fly to New York and, and scream. At <laughs> but Joe if Kishan they do, do you really think it's going to deal with a whole lot of character history based on what you've seen in Brand New Day? They don't do character history. Uh, well, I have hopeful optimism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have hopeful optimism. Stella, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because you know, but I, but I'm you know I'm you, you and me are in the, in the in the demographic they're looking for. You know, Brad's just this old fart that just keeps you know keeps coming back. <laughs> oh, 30, 34 years old and washed up. I hate it. Uh, Stella, Stella, what do you think of JJJ being the mayor may, may, is... may of NYC? Whoa. Sorry, I was uh, doing a little Timbaland. <laughs> Thimbleland, man. Yeah. Thimbleland. Let's yeah. nod and say we did. <laughs> okay, now I'm fed. Okay. okay. So I think, I guess this is a good example of how, quote unquote, we're moving forward, end quote, in the Marvel Universe. Um, it's kind of sad that JJJ, J Cubed, is not going back to the, the Daily Bugle. That's a little sad. My old Spider Man is officially gone. But I hope that it's not stale and we don't have Mayor. J cubed, um, always going after Spider Man, always just with some sort of vendetta. So hopefully, I don't know. There's some sort of plot progression there. Well, and we've now seen 
this article said that uh, even though we thought this whole Spider-Man 24-7 thing was going to have something to do with Norman Osborn, it's a reaction to Jameson becoming mayor. So Spider-Man's going to be Spider-Man 24-7 to piss off JJJ. So what a great plot line. His other question is, do any of you collect Mighty Mugs? I love those little guys, especially the Spider-Man-themed ones. Anybody a Mighty Mug collector? No. Yeah, I don't really collect the... Nobody, the everybody, named, stuff. Not, everybody not named Brad. <laughs> I, I have a couple of them. I have the red costume Spider-Man, the black costume Spider-Man. I'm going to get the um, the green goblin one. Looks great. I passed on, out, I passed on Doc with, Ock. If they come out with a Scarlet Spider, I will yeah. buy it. And I'm probably going to get the uh, the Spider-Man one with a removable mask. I think that one looks pretty cool. They they're a bit pricey for what they are. I think they're like ten, eleven bucks, but they're they're cute desk uh, ornaments. Is that a word for <laughs> the desk toys? I guess make good. I'm looking at them right now. Everything yeah. is removable now. You know, when they come out with like a can that has a removable male member, I will Whoa. be extremely shocked. I Whoa. just think everything is removable. Boy, did that take a curve. <laughs> I haven't been to the Barbie aisle. Evidently, Ken with the removable packages. Uh, <laughs> goodness. Wow. Wow. That's uh, really disturbing. I don't want to hear about removable no, packages. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to try to do it to human guys. Oh, snap. Holy cow. Finally, as if that wasn't enough, uh, I beg that you try to get Greg Wiseman and Josh Keaton back to do- discuss Season 2 of Spectacular Spider-Man. I was recently re-listening to the podcast, and they, when they were on the show, and I have to say those were my three favorite episodes, and would love to hear their thoughts on season two. So, yes, uh, Greg Weissman and Josh Keaton will be back on this year. I'm, I'm kind of waiting until after a couple of the episodes have, have aired in the United States. I know you can find them on YouTube, but I, I really want to watch them on my television. Yeah, they uh, right now I think they're on episode seven of the first season, so we're about halfway there. We got about six more weeks before they. Finally debut it, so it's probably going to be uh, I'm going to say end of June before yeah. they'll debut it in the United States. So we probably won't have it. What say July, Brad? Would that be a good? Pro- probably. I think that's about fair. I mean, uh, they, I agree with the Iron Spider. They were two of my favorite guests I've ever had on. I, it, it made me want to find other Spider Men that have played the role to be on the show, and I, I haven't had much luck getting them lined up. But uh, I'm still going to keep on trying because damn it, I got Stan Lee. <laughs> And I don't know if you want to get Steve Ditko now that we've, you know. Oh hell, I'd, I'd have him on the show. It'd be great. I, I but uh, I don't think I could understand him. But uh, <laughs> we might have to know get... what the hell just happened. But it would be a heck of a show. Yeah, no kidding. We might have to get we might have to get Berryman because apparently he said he knows what he's talking about. But oh, you know, he was he was smoking a fat one down in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I was with him. Leave me alone. Uh, on that note, all right. Let me <laughs> let me hit stop. What is a fat one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe I won't hit stop. I will end on what's a fat one. I love it. (laughs) And that wraps up our final show for April. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for sponsoring us month after month. They're still accepting April orders. And you can check out their great discounts. An example is the Venom Dark Origin Trade Paperback. The cover price is $14.99. Mail order has it for $7.49, which is 50% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. I'm Brad Douglas, your host, and thanks for listening and visiting the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. <laughs>